morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go Ye There podcast. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are so thankful to have you joining us today. Prayer letters. They can be one of the most daunting tasks that missionaries have to regularly complete. It's not that there's nothing going on, it's just that, well, let's head into the open. In 2 Thessalonians 3.1, Paul says, Finally, brethren, pray for us, that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified, even as it is with you. You know, it was never uncommon for Paul to use parts of his epistles as a type of prayer letter to the churches that had part in his ministry. In Romans, Paul uses part of the first chapter to communicate how his plans had changed. In the verses we read, he asks for prayer, and at the end of 2 Timothy, he expresses a personal need for a cloak. For some missionaries, prayer letters can be very difficult tasks. Sometimes it's just due to inactivity, but a lot of times it's just that there's not a lot different to report from one month to the other. And then too, not everybody got an A in 11th grade essay writing. On today's show, we're going to talk with Greg Joyner, missions pastor of Valley Forge Baptist Temple, about some key elements to good reporting. And then we're going to talk with Amy Walters about an article that she wrote, 13 Types of Prayer Letters Missionaries Should Stop Writing. Let's get started. Pastor Greg Joyner is the associate pastor of the Valley Forge Baptist Temple. As a part of his many responsibilities, he handles the missions program for the church. Valley Forge not only supports over 170 missionaries, but also has six families sent out from their own church, which makes Pastor Joyner a great person to talk about our subject today. Pastor Joyner, thank you so much for visiting us. Hey, Brother Lee, it is a thrill to be a part of your podcast. I'm so honored to be on here and uh, be a part and be around some missionaries is always a great encouragement to me. So thanks for having me. Pastor, let me start off by asking you, when you go to review prayer letters that missionaries send, what makes a good one to you? Boy, there's there's lots of uh, responses I could give to that. Right now, we're very blessed to be able to support and interact with 210 missionaries and missions projects. And uh, that's a lot of reading that can happen. So it's going to be quick for us. Uh, We want to get to the point, and we want to know how to pray. We want to know how to help if we possibly can. So as you would probably suspect with most letters, the graphics and the headlines are what's going to grab our attention first. That's what's going to resonate most quickly and uh, and grab us to continue on in reading uh, that letter and that update. So, Pastor, what are some things from the opposite side that you would say maybe shouldn't be included in a letter? <laughs> yeah, you know, a picture's worth a thousand words, but too many pictures can be confusing, right? I would suggest uh, quite a few things not to be included. I guess my, my first encouragement to missionaries is to think about why you're actually sending the letter in the first place. Now, I understand the quick response would be, well, we want to update what's happening uh, with our particular ministry so their supporters are aware of what's going on, and there's a good reason. But it's not a requirement uh, from us. You would send a letter out 
every week or even every month if it's not something that's going to be pertinent to update that ministry. We're, we're not looking for a filler, so to speak. So things that shouldn't be included is just really too much information, too much detail. It would be uh, uh, too long of a letter, so we would much prefer uh, to get a letter every two or three months that has the specific highlights on it as opposed to getting uh, two letters a year that are, you know, three or four or five pages long. It, the, the snippets and the highlights and the font size, those kind of things will be what we pay attention to. So you've just brought up an interesting point about the frequency. Talk a little bit more about that because a lot of times we as missionaries think, man, I have to get this out every every four weeks or once every two months, m- more than, okay, what do I really have to put in it? Sure. That's a great question. And I can, I can see where a missionary would be thinking that, and uh, I certainly can, can empathize a little bit with that. I would say this. We look at our missionaries and missions projects that we support as part of our church family. So we certainly want to know what's going on with the family. We, we want to be up to date. We want to know how to pray. We want to know how to be able to help if we can. So frequency is going to really come down to necessity. Uh, we want to know some fundamentals, you know, what's what's happening with the ministry, uh, what kind of update can you bring us as far as people, places, and things, what do we need to be aware of of how to pray, is there a particular need that you're praying about specifically that we would be uh, helpful to know about, uh, any health updates, any family changes that way. So the frequency would really be when those kind of things come about. We are thrilled to get an update every two to three months, and we're very happy with that. And if it's a one page with uh, or two pages with, with single column, it's got good flow with it, uh, then that's exactly what we are helped with. And just if it helps uh, your listeners to know this, what we do is we take the highlights of missionary updates and we have those summarized down to about three to five sentences, and then we update our church family every week in a prayer bulletin with the most recent updates that we get so they know how to pray a little more specifically as well. Now, Pastor, let me just ask this one other question. Some prayer letters that you read are all about the ministry. Other prayer letters that you read are 80% about the family and something that's going on in the family and 20% about ministry. What's the right balance to have? Yeah, that's. I really appreciate the question because we do want to know about both. But balance is important. And uh, I think that uh, it's probably... going to come down to the missionary and what's going on with them particularly. Uh, We do want to know what's going on with the ministry. If they want to do, if they want to think bite size and just send us some captions of prayer requests and praises and update on events or building projects that might be going on and they can highlight those for us and we can be up to date uh, fairly quickly on what's going on. That's very helpful. And certainly we want to know uh, what's going on with their family? Uh, we want to know how to pray. We want to know how to celebrate with them. And so some snapshots that way are very helpful, too. And if I could pass this on, too, Brother Leland, uh, we really get a thrill uh, when the the wife steps in and, and adds her comments on a few pages. If I could give you one example, uh, you guys do a terrific job with that. We really enjoy your prayer letters. 
Uh, the Lances in Uganda, they have a little back and forth where Lawrence will will say some updates, and then Rebecca will give an update from her perspective as a wife and as a mom. And that's very helpful to know. That makes it a little more personal for us. And uh, we feel like we're a little more engaged with what's happening with them uh, with ministry, but also what's happening with personally. Pastor, let me ask you this one final question, and we'll finish up. With so much technology being out there today that missionaries can use, are there ever times when a missionary is okay to substitute other types of contact, media or videos, instead of a prayer letter, or is sending that regular prayer letter really the best thing to do? Uh, I think it's absolutely helpful to get a video update on occasion. If it's three to five minutes and you're going to let us know about an upcoming building project, or an upcoming ministry that um, would be helpful for us to know about, or even a recap of a ministry that you may have told us about in a prayer letter. Uh, a three- to five-minute video of that with the people, with the, the place, the project, or whatever, and the family, uh, that's very helpful. I think no more than, than two, year, two times a year, maybe three. And it's something, honestly, Brother Leland, that we can share with our church family and for us, we put it on our, our missions uh, website, and, and people can see it from there as well. So I, you know, I'm not even opposed to a Facebook Live once in a while if someone's having a special service, and they say, hey, we're going to go Facebook Live for this for a bit. We may not be able to participate at the live uh, part of it, but we can certainly go back and, and do it later and feel like we're engaged in some form of fashion with that. So uh, any of those are very acceptable, and I would say use the technology that's available to you, and uh, that can be very helpful for us, too, as being updated. Pastor Joyner, that is terrific information. Thank you so much for taking the time to share it, and thank you for all that you do at Valley Forge to help support missions worldwide and spreading the gospel. God bless you. Amy Walters has worked in and around missions for over 13 years. Several years ago, one of the positions that she held had her reviewing over 100 missionary letters each month. Reading so many prayer letters helped her to start identifying trends among missionaries of what was effective and what was not so effective. As a result, she wrote an article entitled 14 Missionary Newsletters We Should Stop Writing how to make sure that your newsletter isn't getting buried in your supporters' inbox. Amy, we're so glad to have you with us today talking about the subject. Thanks so much for having me. Amy, let me start off by asking you. Most missionaries struggle just to get a prayer letter written. But in your article, you mentioned types of prayer letters that aren't very effective. Now, we don't have time to talk about all of them here, but could you explain a couple of the biggest offenders for us? Yes, I'd be happy to. Some of the worst offenders that I see often are what I call the itinerary, and it's a list of people and places and activities, basically a long list in paragraph form that tells all the different things that, that the missionary has been up to, uh, but not giving any details, and, and there's no heart to it. So that's one that I see often. 
Another one I call the, the treasure hunt because they leave some little nugget of exciting ministry transformation, but it's buried somewhere inside that newsletter. So you have to read through nine paragraphs of other stuff to get this little hint of, oh, somebody in my Bible study trusted Jesus. I don't want to have to do a treasure hunt to find those nuggets. Another one that I see often is what I call the novel, and that's just a newsletter that's really long, and typically it's really long because the missionary hasn't written in a really long time, and so there's a lot they feel that they have to catch up on. So there's not regular communication. You just get this sudden, long novel from the missionary. Amy, why do you think it is that missionaries have so much trouble with writing those news updates? You know, I think part of it is when you're on the field and busy in ministry and sorting through culture, uh, you start to forget what your audience knows or doesn't know uh, or what your audience is looking for in a newsletter, uh, and, and you just get distracted. And so it suddenly comes time to send out a newsletter, and you're scrambling to, to figure out what to put in there um, instead of approaching it with intentionality, having purpose, and, and knowing what your priorities are in writing a newsletter. So is it as simple as, if I'm a good writer, I'll write good prayer letters, and if I'm not a good writer, I really don't have a chance to write a good prayer letter? It's not necessarily about writing skills. I think it's more about focus. If you come and sit down at your computer and put together a newsletter that's focused on ministry, you're going to come out with something that really communicates with your audience. Something that I really encourage missionaries to do is to use a story. In every newsletter, find some kind of story that you can share. Is there one person that I've been working with lately that I can introduce my audience to? Is there one event that I've participated in that I can tell them about this event and what's happening? What does one day of my life look like here on the field? If we sit down with that focus and we think about stories, then we'll communicate something that's much more powerful than just a list of events or a list of facts. One of our missionaries was in the process of raising support to go back to the field, and they shared about an experience with a church that was filling world banks with coins for them and a beautiful little story that way. But then they follow that up with, and this is an excerpt from the missionary's newsletter. As we accepted the money, thankfulness was overflowing in our hearts. We thought of our Chinese friends and what this money means to them. I recall the time that I was sitting with Mrs. Lai in Taiwan. We had been developing a friendship for over a year when one day she asked a personal question. Who pays your salary, she wondered. I explained that the church in America pays our salary. Christians around the world give to us so that we can share Christ with the Chinese. She said, you mean you don't take money from the Chinese people? Every American I have known only comes to take. It brought tears to my eyes that I was able to share how Christ gave us a free gift, and we also come freely to offer this gift. Thank you, dear friends, for giving to the Chinese. Your gifts of financial support and prayer are well worth the investment for all eternity. This story is really short, and it doesn't even really have a conclusion of Mrs. Lai coming to Christ. But it demonstrates 
the power that stories can have in engaging us emotionally with what's happening on the field. I read a story like this and I say, sign me up. I want to be involved in that ministry. And I want to read the next newsletter to find out what happens with Mrs. Lai. Is she going to take another step toward Christ? When we focus on stories, we don't have to be a fantastic writer, but to inspire them to keep participating with us in mission. Wow, that is an excellent example. Now, aside from using stories, what are a few other pieces of advice that you could give us on how to keep our newsletters fresh? Um, I would say the, the first thing is to focus on ministry. Your supporters are participating in your ministry, and they want to know what's happening, what types of ministries you're engaged in, and, and progress that you're making there. So uh, keep focused on that. And make sure that those ministry stories are front and center. If we're looking at priorities and what our audience wants most to see, it's those ministry stories. And they want to come across those first in the newsletter. So make sure uh, that those ministry stories are uh, the first thing they come to in that newsletter and take up the bulk of the space. Another thing that's important is to write regularly. Send your newsletter out consistently. Regular short updates are better than once a year long updates. And then also know your audience. Think about who it is that will be reading your newsletter. What do they know or not know about your culture or your context? What questions will they have? And try to answer those questions. And remember, they are your partners in ministry, so treat them as a partner and keep them informed of things that are going on. Now, let me just ask one more question. When it comes to length, how long is too long and how long is about right? Mm, that's an excellent question. Um, and it used to be that I could say one page front and back. But now more of our missionaries are using email services. So there are varying lengths. Um, I think a good kind of a, a word count to aim for in a missionary newsletter uh, might be between 500 to 1,000 words. You'll probably want a couple of different sections in your newsletter. That ministry story that you come to first, that will be the bulk of, of the newsletter. A section for family news. Some people include fun little cultural sections with, here's a, a word that you can learn in my language or a little cultural tidbit. And then, of course, uh, a section for prayer requests and praise reports, the responses to, you know, how God is answering those prayers. And, and that is about it. Include some pictures as well. And then pictures will certainly increase the length, but it makes it more visually appealing uh, and engaging to read that newsletter. Amy, that's terrific information. We're also going to be reposting your article on our website so that the missionaries that listen can go out and they can read and learn about those other pitfalls that people can fall into. I know when I was reading the article, as I read down through the list, I start off thinking, man, I, I do a great job. I'm not on here. And as you read down, you say, oh, wow, I, I do a little bit of that. Oh, okay. That one may be me there. And it's good to have that point of reference in order to help us. Thank you so much for writing the article and sharing the information with us today and letting God use you. We really appreciate it. 
It's my pleasure, and I look forward to reading uh, the wonderful stories that all our missionaries have out there, because I know God is doing great things through your ministries, and I'm excited to read about it. Well, that about wraps it up for today. If you'd like to see the full article that Amy Walters wrote with all 13 types of prayer letters, that article is available on our website at www.goyethere.com. Remember that you can also follow us on Facebook or Twitter at GoYeThere, all one word. You can also email us any potential show topics that you have at showtopics at GoYeThere.com. Ladies, Thank you for the ideas that we've received on some topics that affect you. Please keep on sending them. In our next show, we're going to be talking about a subject that comes directly from our listener feedback, time management. And we're going to do that next week. We hope that you'll join us. 